just before we get started this week, uh, I'd like to apologise for my mic quality, because uh, I was plagued with mic issues for both episode 3 and 4. Uh, I'm not really sure why, so try and enjoy the episodes as much as it does sound like I'm talking through a can with a bit of string attached. Welcome back to Directorial Disputes, the podcast where we give our unpopular opinions about film and battle it out to decide whether they're deserving of their unpopular label. I'm James. I'm Josh. And this week, our unpopular opinion comes back, comes back to Josh's corner (sighs) after a week of absolutely battering me and forcing me to concede last week. He comes this week with his own opinions. I do. And this week is that Logan is overrated. I'm probably going to regret wording it like that in about 15 minutes, but... Yes, you are. Yes, it didn't sound are. as good if it, if my opinion is Logan is a film I don't like, so I've got to go. I've got to go hard <laughs> line with it, haven't I? <laughs> that's that's uh, that's fine, and that's what this is for. This is this the point of the podcast. Come on, give your unpopular opinions, and yeah, I can rip you to shreds, or you can prove me wrong. Who knows? Maybe maybe you'll get an unexpected. Something tells me this isn't the one I'm going to turn you around, and I feel like that may, might that could be in a few weeks' time. Yeah, oh, certainly, certainly true. Mm. But, but um, this week, I now don't, I don't think as much. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Anything. Now is for the moment where Josh gets to speak uninterrupted for a period of time uh, about why this shouldn't be an unpopular opinion. And I will do the gentlemanly thing. I'm going to mute myself. Right, so I just want to preface by stop when I, uh, before starting that I watched the noir version uh, of this because I've not seen it before. And I think it definitely added to the experience. Uh, that point being, it added more depression to this film. Something it did not need. Um, because this film was already depressing enough. And I feel like this is where James is going to come in afterwards and say, well, you missed the whole point of the film, it's supposed to be depressing. And while I understand this was supposed to be No Country for Old Men, but with superpowers, to me, this was just, hey, you know that thing you love? Dead now. It's dead as they, like, repeatedly stomp on its corpse. Because it just... This film takes things that you've... The audiences have enjoyed over the, over years and just said, you know what? Unlucky. Everything dies. Move on. That's... It's like if James made a superhero film. After, after this... After the first episode where, you know, James is like, do something different. This film does something different, and this is exactly why I disagreed with him. Because this film is what happens, and I really don't like it. I came out of this film really, honestly, depressed. Like, I, I didn't, and not in a good way. In the sense of, oh, this film did its job, and you should feel sad, because it's a sad film. This, I came out of this film being like, why do I want to make films? If this, is, if this is what I should be making, which, you know, from reviews and from what other people said, this is the pinnacle. I'm not sure, I'll just work in Tesco, I'm good. Because I think the main the main thing that I have to say about this film is it goes for like a realistic tone that's downbeat and depressing because that's the story they want to tell. They want to show that small element of hope in his life and that's why everything else is so depressing. Okay, I watch this film and go, this is the film that Zack Snyder wants to make. And he's just not that good of a filmmaker to do that. That's another episode, although I want to hope that we both agree the fact that Zack Snyder is a terrible filmmaker. Okay, that's a nod. Okay, we, we'll get someone else on. We'll do that, that's fine. 
it start like starting off like Professor X just it needlessly swears. Just Charles just swears for no reason. Right, the start of the film uh, when we first see him, he tells Logan to f off. I get that kind of sets the tone. Fair enough. And then you just have a good five or six needless uses of swearing. I don't want to come across like Mum's Net right now and be like, think of the children, but it didn't really add anything. It was kind of just like, oh, we need a we need a swear word in the script just to make it edgy. And a lot of the time, it it felt like it felt like a fifteen year old had gone back to their thirteen year old self's fan fiction and went, I'm gonna make it better. And then just added in a lot of swear words. Um, the fact that all the mutants are dead. Okay, obviously that that's supposed to that's that's the film, the point of that. But we don't really ever see what was it right? If they didn't want to show that because that's not the story that they want to tell. The fact that they killed them all off with corn syrup is a bit weird, isn't it? Um, if why they didn't just be like, oh, Charles had a, another migraine and he killed them all. Because that's what kind of happened with the X-Men, right? Is that he had a bit, had a little headache, ended up killing the main ones, and then corn syrup finished the rest off. I'm sorry, what? But that kind of leads me into the one of the other points I've got about this, is the villains. The villains are terrible in this film. They are paper thin. Right, you're giving me, you. I can see, I can see you shaking your head over there. When you, when you unmute your mic again, tell me the actual name of the villain. Um, but it's the fact that they have to fall back on the cliche of, oh, it's a clone, because, uh, and I guess what they're kind of, the whole point of that is, oh, look, at it's himself, he's fighting against himself, and that's the whole reason that, that's why the clones, the, but when you look at this as the finishing of a trilogy, because they make references to the other films, but also the Wolverine trilogy as a whole, and obviously, a Everyone's like, oh, Logan's great. They never actually mentioned the previous two films in the trilogy because this one now stands on its own. Um, but you could have gone back and been like, oh, actually, it's his brother from the first one. Does anyone remember that he had a brother in the first one? They might have killed... the, the Yeah, Sabretooth. I mean, they killed him off in the first X-Men movie. But it's a superhero movie. Bring him back. It's fine. Professor X died in, like, three different other X-Men films. Bring him back. Like... But they could have done the whole, like, nature versus nurture thing with his brother, and then you're also wrapping up that story as well, opposed to just being like, oh, it's a, it's a clone. The clone did it. Oh, no. Oh, oopsie. He's killed him now, hasn't he? Which is just dumb. I, I'm not... I don't like it when... It's, it's a thing that I'm surprised you didn't bring up in your MCU, or just superhero movies in general, need to stop, because a lot of those early MCU films went, oh... It's gonna be like the dark side of the main hero, where it's it's a, the hero, but he's got similar powers. Oh yeah, and it's just exactly the same in this one. It's just ah, oh, it's him, but he's got a worse haircut. Ooh, it it's just I don't I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't. And I've got I've got some reviews here, right? Just to just to prove that other people as few and far between as they are, agree with me. I think a lot are kind of basically saying that this film is a rip-off, actually. It's just a... Of the of the film Shane, it's a western that is almost beat for beat the same as this film. So much to the point that in the film, they watch the film Shane, and the characters talk about how important the film is to this film. 
which there is one review that said that would be like if in Stranger Things someone read a chapter of the Stephen King book, of a Stephen King book out loud and went on a ride and talked about how it's just happening to them. It's a bit on the nose, but I guess it's for a general audience necessarily. It's not as much because who's actually seen the film Shane, other than apparently this guy who wrote a review. But I don't know. Like it kind of it's just a bit. I don't know, it's... The villains, again, like I say, paper thin. Um, and very one note, I feel, as well. Which, I'm assuming you're going to be like, yeah, you're fine with that in other superhero films, though, aren't you? Mm. But when when everyone says that this film is, like, a masterpiece, it's, like, the, one of the best superhero films ever made, I kind of just, like, really? They're not... It doesn't... I don't think of this film as a superhero film. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. I'm already convincing myself of of talking down from this, I think, but <laughs> I don't I don't see where the appeal is. I, I I just see this film and go, I that's not why I come to these films. And then especially looking further into it and being like, the villains are one, no, it's needlessly edgy. It it points its it's on the nose with Look at look what we're ooh look what we're doing and then again with the the villain thing of just being like yep yeah, it's it's just him I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking and let you talk now because I am getting to the point where I'm rambling um, but basically this film for me the reason I think that this film is overrated is because it just doesn't do anything for me the points where people say this film is really good I can kind of agree to the point of like yeah it's a really interesting character piece on on Logan, but it definitely has flaws that people don't talk about. So, over to you. Now, now, now. Now, what have I just heard? <laughs> what have I just heard? My man came into this and said, the film is too emotional, I don't like it. <laughs> to, to, so, we're going to, you've said so many things. To, to answer your first question, who's the enemy here? The enemy is the government, and that is the best, the best villain in a film. Because you know what? It's real. <laughs> it's real, bro. No, no, no. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Right, the government. Fair enough. Right, as as a metaphor, if you're if you're going That's into no this metaphor. Film, no, 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 no. As in, like the government in general. Right. Fair enough. But that the government needs as a character needs a, a, a memorable face that you can go. I hate that character, and I'm sat here like oh, I really don't like him that played a different version of Loki in the show Loki. That It's Richard E. Grant. He's great in everything he's in, but he doesn't have a character here. He's just a blank slate. Unless you're literally expecting me to watch this film and go, oh, his character is genuinely called Mr. Government Man. Like, I Are don't... you saying you can't, there can't be a villain that doesn't have a name? No, no, Surely I'm saying villain... he does have Do a not... name, but he's that, like, forgettable <laughs> that I don't remember it. And I only watched it, like, yesterday. I took notes and everything, and I still don't know his name. I'm going to say it now, right? Here's, here's, we're going to dismantle this argument. We cannot say that Logan is overrated. Logan is one of three in a trilogy, as you said. So we've got yeah. what, X-Men Origins Wolverine, yeah. which is the one with the clapped Deadpool, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we've got the Wolverine. Which is better than people let's just say... Take out, let's just take out the first half of the name. What happens in that? I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I wow. couldn't tell you it's, what happens. It's an adaptation of a, a really good run of Wolverine comics. It's uh, that film definitely could be better. 
But then, then we've got Logan, the film, the Wolverine film that everyone remembers. The Wolverine film that grew up with its audience, and that is the best part of it. The first Wolverine film came out in 2009. Came out in 2009. X-Men Origins Wolverine came out in 2009. Mm -hmm. Logan came out in 2017. Mm -hmm. That is eight years for audiences to grow up. And I am one of those audience members. I am one of those (laughs) audience members. I remember watching Wolverine, and Wolverine is one of my favourite superheroes. Mm. That is, you can take note of that, because I said I don't like superhero movies. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, obviously, Wolverine... That was that's not like he was, that was his first film. Two thousand, I think the first X Men film came out. So he's been around since then, mm. it, as Hugh Jackman anyway. Yeah, but the first the first Wolverine, the first solo Stand Wolverine out. film, yeah, yeah. Um, so it grew up with its audience. Wolverine was my favorite because he's gritty. He's a gritty superhero. None of this perfectly gelled hair. Robert, I mean, he's probably got perfectly <laughs> gelled hair, definitely, definitely, but yeah. um, you know, not chiseled in every way. It, Every part of his character isn't chiselled and perfect. He's a gritty character. He doesn't really want to be a superhero, but he is a superhero, and he's taken advantage of, and he's working it out, and he gets angry, and blah, blah, blah. Right. And that is great. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad that this was the way that Hugh Jackman as Wolverine ended. I'm so glad. Yeah, but that, he, um, that it isn't, though. It, it isn't, though. I know, I'm not to cut you off, but the only reason I'm now kind of talking myself back from this is because one of my main things was... I don't like the fact that this is how his character went out. Like, uh, partly, partly do, but partly also this film, this film specifically, is how Hugh Jackman, like, hung up the claws, as it were. Uh-huh. But now it's not, because he's going to be in Deadpool 3. And I think maybe... Yeah, but we don't count the Deadpool films, especially not after the first one. The first one's the good one, and then past that, I'm sure they're just going to go down the hill. Second one, much worse. They than have the said that they're in- ignoring one, this film. Better. They have said that, the, like, Logan is its own thing, and then uh, Deadpool 3 is going to be its own they, thing. They but... can do that. Um, but just let me enjoy Logan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Logan, I'm so glad that this is how it went out, in theory, ignoring Ryan Reynolds and whatever he's doing right. to the superior world. Um, if nothing else, the idea of an ageing superhero was something that we hadn't really seen yet. You know, in film, in, though, I don't in, think so. In, in film, we hadn't, we hadn't had this idea. We were still um, in the midst of, of superhero stardom. You've got Iron Man... You've got Superman with his hairy lip, you know, <laughs> all all still in their peak. And suddenly we're discovering this. We're, we're, we're presented with this superhero who's past it and doesn't know what to do. Logan is driving a limo for a job. Yep. And it is, it is so refreshing to see something like that. And you can't say the film is nothing if not brave in the... It's, one, incredibly explicit, which I think for anyone else doesn't work. I know you say you don't like um, Charles swearing and all of that, but I don't think for any other superhero that there is, not again, not we're not talking about Deadpool, <laughs> that works with this grittiness. And the swearing works so well with Wolverine. Who would who would you argue it works with? Well, the Punisher, because that's like his whole thing. Oh, Ghost for Rider. sure. But you no, mean like no, any any? We're not characters. talking about. We're not. To, do not know. Okay, no, not do not those bring Ghost Rider into this. In general, but like <laughs> your heart was already dug, and now you brought Ghost Rider into your argument, gal. I'm not saying those films were good. I'm I'm just naming characters, but. Girl. I I kind of get what you 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 mean, and I think when you say like, oh, this film. You know, it's really explicit. To an extent, 
I kind of get why they need to, because it kind of sets the tone. So, like I said, that first bit where he tells, he like he, he does the swear, that's fine because it sets it. But then it kind of the rest of the film kind of just carries on using it, and when it's already kind of set the tone, it, it feels like it's just being they're just doing it to to be edgy, and like and in the limo at the start, there's just a girl that just like just starts. Just flashes. Sh- yeah. He just flashes, and it's like, does that really need to be there? I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like by just... any stretch. I'm not saying by any stretch that that Logan is a perfect film. It's definitely got his flaws. Um, but I think the running a limo company is fantastic. It's that mm. off the beat. He's he's past it. It's not that he can't work in a coffee shop. Right. You can't have Logan pouring you your frappuccino. Doing you, know, little you can't. Art. You can't have Logan. You can't have Logan going to fetch, fetch you a different size jeans. You know, <laughs> the limo is perfect because it's that. It sets the groundwork for this gritty environment where he's still involved and he so wants to back himself and so wants to be the the hero, be the mutant that he was. But in this world, he can't. You know, we see him get robbed and shot by a shotgun at the beginning. Mm. Um, and it's something that he so desperately tries to stop himself engaging with and eventually does. But it's it's just, it's that sort of deadbeat superhero vibe, which as the film goes on, we discover he's not a deadbeat superhero. He's still got all this all this life left in him. Um, I think something else is that the film is grounded in this realism and it's something that we hadn't, again, really seen in the mainstream. I think we've got, I know we've, 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 touched on Zack Snyder so we're not really going to talk about Watchmen but Watchmen is an example but equally you know we've got Kick-Ass maybe Kick-Ass is probably the only other environment where we've got this um, realistic superhero situation Mm. Um, and I think that's something that's obviously now we see it and you've got you've got TV shows like The Boys and that is standard yeah I think if nothing else you've got you've got to realise how much of a brave um, decision that is or brave decision it is to go Let's take X-Men, which up until this point had been fantastical. Um, in, in, what, in, in what sense do you mean? As in like... Uh, rooted in fantasy. Um, in, in the, we're, in, we're in the real world, but you've still got... Oh, you know, as, in, as in like you had... I, I can't think of when they came out. But you had like the time travel one, which I'm going to say it's the best X-Men film. But you, yeah, sure, like you yeah. had that sort of stuff going on. Okay, right. Yeah. But I think equally, it's that comic book. Nothing can hurt us. We're superheroes. Blah blah blah. Whereas right. in Logan, you've got that rooted, rooted realism. And I just think that Logan is deserving of this, this title that it's got. I don't think it's necessarily been given best superhero film title, mm. but I think <laughs> in a world where we have so many superhero films, which are, and I'm going to say it, shit. <laughs> that's right we feel strongly about this we've got so many shit superhero movies that it's nice to feel refreshed and have something different um, people know how I feel about the same old same old approach to superhero movies and Logan was a film that in amongst all of that was brave and stood out from it and was an example of the fact that how these films not only can can be, be really positive and, and actually uh, be an enjoyable experience, but can do well 
and can do well. The only thing I can say is that I'm sad that that hasn't continued. <laughs> We're five years on and we haven't had any more of that, really. Uh, I mean... If... So well, you're saying it's brave that it's gone in that bold new direction. Hmm. Then what do you think of the last kind of 45 minutes-ish? Could be less than that, actually. I didn't time it. Because it goes from this, oh, like, it's a, it's essentially a character piece all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then the last, like, end fight literally feels like it's ripped out of one of the previous X-Men films. For me, that jarring twist is like, oh, right, they put it in there because people are coming to see a Wolverine film. And that's why it's there. But if you're saying that it's, oh, it's gone in this bold new direction and I should be like, oh, my God, that's amazing, then why not make it more of a... I'm trying to think of something to, like, compare it to... If you've got, like, that soul villain... Like, I've already said I don't like the villains in this film, but, like, if you've just got the clone, why not have it just be just them two? Just get rid of everyone else. Just them two, and have it be, like, a Jason Bourne-style kind of messy fight. Just the two of them. And have it go on for at what point... Like, just, just the two of them, not the big set pieces, and running through a forest screaming. Because... And that would feel more personal. But instead you've got this big fight that's, again, like I said, straight out of one of the previous ones. And I kind of feel like, oh, they've kind of thrown all of the last what is it, hour and a half, two hours away and we're back to what it used to be. See, I think that's really interesting because I would say it's it's the complete opposite of that. I think throughout the whole film uh, Logan is told that he's not Wolverine anymore. Um, he's not allowed to be Wolverine anymore. Like you say, we see him driving limos. Charles says that, you know, um, Charles, as much as Charles is trying to convince him that this is their last chance of, of hope um, Logan has got into this mindset where all is doom and gloom no more mutants, he can't do him anymore, he can't be the hero um, you know we see when when the uh, family that they meet their horses are loose, Logan's prepared to just keep driving because he's he's sort of that old um, pessimistic old man now um, and he can't he can't be that hero that helps Um until Charles convinces him of that. And then it all comes to that sort of swell where Logan gets this moment where through all of the film where he's built this relationship with Laura um, and and has had these experiences where he suddenly is allowed to be a superhero again and is allowed to be... He might be old and his bones might creak um, and he might be a bit grey, but he's allowed to be that... He, not, not even, he's allowed to be Wolverine and... I think that's a lovely moment. I know it feels samey, and I know it feels like, oh, this is just another X-Men fight, but I think in the context of the film, it's a really beautiful moment. I know that sounds horrible in in what actually happens, Um, but we've got this suddenly Logan is Wolverine again, and you get to see throughout all of this, finally fans get to see this old, rugged Wolverine um, doing what he does and we know he does. I think touching on that is that the film also does emotion really well. I think, you know, we've got from um, the very beginning where Logan is very against doing anything with Laura, blah, 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 until he finds out more about the situation, which the film brings in really well and makes you actually care about it. And it is very graphic in what it shows, really. Um, the scene where you see footage from the um, like cloning facility is is quite quite a pleasant really for a for a superhero film, um, but I think that all goes hand in hand in making it so effective. And I think it's also 
balances that really well. It's not... I know you say you came out and you're oh, so depressed. There are moments of the film that are funny. There are moments of the film that are so funny. When I watched it, again, I, I rewatched it recently for this um, podcast, and there's a moment right, right towards the beginning where um, Laura has come to the, where they're hiding, to the, to the corn, <laughs> wherever it is, um, to the farm, and the bad guys, again, I don't know their names, I'm not going to pretend I know their names, the bad, Mr. Bad Guy with Golden Tooth comes to the facility to come get Laura and she's speaking, he's speaking to Logan and is being really threatening and Laura just throws a pipe at his head and he gets knocked out. And I laughed out loud. I genuinely laughed out loud. And I know it sounds stupid, but moments like that are what make the later and the latter aspect of the film so much more effective. Right. Okay. I can see, th- I can see that. I-, I didn't say that this film didn't have any, like, levity at all. Because it does, like you say, like that. But I just... I'm not going to win this, am I? I really, I'm really not going to win this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I think, for, for me, as as much as I found that story interesting of, you know, what he's going through and his relationship with with her, it did feel a bit... Like I said, there's like a trilogy, right? And yet you're having her come in in the last film and uh, this, that's not this film's fault I guess but you're, you're telling a story about like a legacy story really and you like the passing down the torch and it's kind of like oh right she's in this film she's here for like two hours and basically his daughter now in it and it it feels a bit rushed in that sense whereas I, th- I in fairness I'm saying this but when you look at this film by itself I guess then that's not really a problem and it's partly the fact that because this is the third part of a trilogy and that trilogy itself feels so disjointed that this kind of just comes out of nowhere. I uh, certainly think it's 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 well, as much as there are three films that all centre around the same character and all almost have the same name. I, I think it's bold to call it a trilogy, really. I think it's, I think it's hard to call it a trilogy when they do feel so disjointed. Um, and Logan, I think, does the right thing in almost dismissing the mm. other the other two films i think it benefits from that where otherwise it could have get, got uh, gotten caught up caught up in the uh, issues of the other two yeah sort of saying all of this out loud it kind of makes me realize just how much these films are kind of like the mad max films in that yeah they are all connected yeah it's all the same character but at the same time it's then you don't really reference back to the previous ones, and there's just kind of things that happened to this character. Um, so yeah, I get that. Again, I'm talking myself out of <laughs> talking myself out <laughs> of the corner. Um, but I just want to go back to <sighs> Mr. Government Man and Mr. Goldtooth. You know, that's a strong part of it. The antagonist of a film is really important, and as much as I care about the narrative side of, you know, what Logan's doing and Laura and, and that relationship, you're then coming and being like, oh, yeah, the, the villains are that dude and that guy and a clone of Wolverine. And I would, I would, agree, I would agree with that, but if you, if you look at Origins, um, the bad guy is someone we're presented with in the last ten minutes and we're supposed to know who it is and he's got his long samurai arms. But that's not... That's not the main villain of the film. But it is a villain. And so what it's you're saying villain, is that sure. I, don't, I don't know who that is. 
Um, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is in that film before that. He's, is he? Yeah, he's he's in. They have a. It's it's Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, and Will I Am go and break into a thing together. I don't remember. I've not Will seen that film ages. But yeah, he's there. <laughs> he's God. there for some reason. Oh Jesus! Um, right. But yeah, no. Maybe like, let's not talk about that film. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you imagine um, we start next season with that film isn't as bad as everyone said? Oh, it's, terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. No, I, I but, don't um, think I do because any argument of that. Unless anyone the, wants to come on, if they've got that opinion, bring it on. Come all of it. the villains in that film were in it before. It's not like he just turns up at the end. He turns up at the end looking like that. Sure. Um. And yet, one of the main villains of that film is just a dude, and the only reason he has that emotional impact is because he's been in previous films. Are you saying that you watch Logan and you don't know who to be angry at? I'd like him to have a name. I'm like, yeah, Richard E. Grant, I need to be annoyed at that man. But it's like, yeah. Why do you need a name? I know that what you're saying to me is like, oh, he's the government. But the fact that I, I can't remember I his I name, surely need... that's... Surely the fact that I can't remember any of their names is a sign that they are underdeveloped. Yeah, but you don't remember his name, but you do remember what he did. I don't remember the name of Stephen Merchant's character. Yeah, but how is that a good thing? How, how, are you, I'm how saying... can you say, like, oh, yeah, I know what he did, but I don't know his name? Like, I don't know his name, but surely I, I remember the points of of what make him such a horrendous person. And I don't need to know his name to understand that he's a horrendous character and I should be against him. Mm, I don't know about that. The same way that mm. I don't know Stephen Merchant's character's name, but I do know that he's a bit of an idiot, a bit of a pushover and yeah. kind of funny. But surely that means that they're also underdeveloped because as much as you, yeah, you, you know kind of what what they're like, but you're coming out of this film being like, oh, that one, that guy, like, you don't... No, but I can say, oh, the guys who are, you know, cloning children against their will after stealing uh, them from their their forcefully impregnated teenage mothers. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Like, I don't need a name to be angry at this, this film's antagonist. And I know you talk a lot about the, the clone and how uh, you go, oh, it's just another version of him. Yeah. But honestly, I think that's really well done. I think it's a really nice, nicely done scene, particularly in the house where there's the old switchover. Um, but I, I just, I don't think I need to know someone's name um, in order to be or feeling feel any particular way about them. Just because I know Logan's name is Logan doesn't mean it makes it any more effective of the fact that he's aging and that he's struggling with the fact that he's a has been superior. No, I, I mean, I guess again, this just comes down to like personal kind of thing. But if I come out of a film and I don't really remember someone's name in it, to me, that's like, oh, that character is underdeveloped. That character. Obviously, you're like, I'm like, oh, right, he's the villain because he's been doing all of that. But him as a character within himself, it wasn't just him doing that clothing, that was like him and a bunch of other people. But the fact that he's the main antagonist, and I've come out of that being like, yeah, he was doing some bad stuff. Don't remember his name, though. To me, that comes across like he just wasn't in it enough. Or he didn't do enough. I will. I will take you back him. just for a moment. And it's not something I do often. I'll take you back to last week's episode. Oh god. Uh, where my horrendous opinions about Jordan Peele came out. Mm-hmm. Um, are you about to ask me what any of their names are? What do they refer to the the alien as? <laughs> what do they refer to the alien as? Yeah. 
The bad guy. The bad guy of the film. All right. All right. <laughs> this film that you loved so much. I'm not saying that you 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 have a right to, or you, you it's understandable that you want to know the bad guys. I feel the difference there associate. though is that the villain in that film was a big donut-shaped space alien that didn't talk. What's the dad's name in Get Out? Shut up. <laughs> you Shut see, up. The, the, the point. I, I take your point, and I do understand that there's there's a desire to want an, a a name to attribute with it, and the fact that we don't know their name might suggest that the characters could be underdeveloped. But I just don't think Logan is is underdeveloped in a way that I need to know their names um, because I know what they do, and that's enough. The same way that in Get Out, I don't know the dad's name, but I know he does, and I know that's horrendous. Um, and so this this desire for a name for a bad guy I don't think really affects the film. I don't think if they'd come out and Richard E. Grant is called Kevin, his name is <laughs> Kevin McDougal, right. Kevin McDougal the bad guy, I don't think if, if you watched the film and Richard E. Grant was given the name Kevin McDougal and you came out and went, oh, Kevin McDougal, he was a really bad guy, I don't think you'd like the movie anymore. <laughs> No, that's funny. <laughs> uh, at least that would have made me laugh. There we go. Kevin McDougal is a fantastic name, and if any any uh, writers out there need any help with names out there, just give me. I thought you were going to say if there's any Kevin McDougals out there. <laughs> uh, equally, if, you, if you're Kevin McDougal and you're listening, please write in because my lord, I want to speak to you. <laughs> Actually, I want to speak to your parents. Um, so yeah, I just I just think Logan does or certainly did, so much that was needed at that time for superhero movies um, that it has this right to be as in, as lauded as it is. It's certainly the highest scoring, not that Rotten Tomatoes is the, uh, <laughs> the be-all and end-all of a film's success, but it certainly has the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes of, of the so-called trilogy. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's not difficult. And I think it's definitely deserving of it. Okay. So, so my my three points to wrap this up. Um, I think one of the one of the main reasons is I think it's needlessly edgy in places. Um, the swearing, as much as I'm normally like fine with swearing in a film, I think at points it just they try and like hammer it to the point where it's just an edgy. It, it feels like it was written by a teenager. A borderline Zack Snyder teenager who <laughs> who just wants to be like, oh, we've got lots of blood and gore and swearing and nudity for no reason, really. Um, I think the villains are weak. That was the main bulk of this, and apparently I've just been wrong. But I, I just think the villains are weak, as much as it's the government. Um, Kevin McDougal really needs to... <laughs> needs to leave more of an impact because I come out of that film and go yeah I remember I remember the emotional narrative of that film and I remember not much else I like the villains leave zero impact on me and again with the clone thing I get why they did it but it's a massive cliche that's overdone um I feel like they could have told a bit more of an interesting story if they brought in another character like him instead of just having hit him do I want to push it as far as saying also that it's kind of disrespectful to the characters? I think that's kind of what you're just going to say. He's bringing out the, the bold words. He's bringing I, out the bold words at the end of the 
I think you're just going to say that's the point, though. It's to be like, oh, you've watched these characters grow and evolve over the last 17 years. Unlucky for you, everything dies. Um, so I think my wrap-up really is, I'm too depressed to watch this film. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, I feel like with a few tweaks and changes, and me with a much mental healthier oh, mindset, sounds, I'd love this. Like someone backing but, out of their own argument. But to <laughs> me, I just can't. I don't get any enjoyment out of this film. I nothing. As I can go, that's a well-made film. It's really not for me though, because I just don't get any enjoyment out of it. So that's me done. Fair enough. My, I would say, again, rounding up with my three points, I think, start, uh, for starters, you've got to give Logan credit for, for doing something brave and something different in this superior industry that is oh so the same and oh so repetitive. Um, it, was, it was certainly the first mainstream um, cinematic uh, ex- exploration of aging superheroes, which I think is a super super interesting concept, and I'm incredibly surprised it hasn't been hasn't been explored more. Um, equally, I think going out with with the explicit nature of it, I think as much as it's it's also brave, and I think some people will be put off by it. I think it certainly suits the nature of the film. I think the film needs that to just give it that extra kick. Um, in the emotional section, I think equally, uh, my second point would probably be the fact that um, the emotion in this film is is certainly something that I don't think I've experienced in another superhero film. I don't think, um, especially in in the length of the film, uh, the amount of connection you get between characters uh, is not something that I've experienced in such a short period. I think <laughs> um, the only things that might come close as you speak about um, the Marvel cinematic universe but equally that's done over several yeah, films, of many films hours and yeah. hours long um and finally i just think that don't get me wrong it's not a walk in the park <laughs> I don't, it's not a walk in the park but anyway it's not a light i want something easy to watch but i just think that that is what makes this film so good it's a final hurrah um, and the emotional roller coaster that is this film gives Wolverine his proper final hurrah. I wouldn't have called it a hurrah, really. I don't think it ever gets to the point of like, yay! I, at no point in this film did I go, hey. like it was. I'm just like, sad now, and that was that was it for from <laughs> like all of it. I was like, oh, sad. Like that's. But again, I think that's where. Like, obviously, no, it's not a Sunday afternoon watch. I know that going into it I'm not expecting it to be like the other films but I think there's other films out there that do this better like, like I compared this to, to No Country for Old Men that's, that's the tone it's going for and yeah I think I'd rather watch that and I when I go to like I want to watch a superhero film I don't go yeah I want to watch Logan because like, there's so many other superhero films out there even ones that do things different than the majority I might even go as far as to say that this isn't a superhero film, but you can't avoid that though. As much as as much as that might be a, that's completely fair. But you can't then go, oh, it's not a superhero film. But it's a character that's been in those films for seventeen years, nearly two decades by that point, and then go, ah, oh, it's not, it's not a superhero film though. But would you would you say, oh, I want to watch a superhero film and then watch Kickass? Maybe. 
I've done that before. I know you're giving me a face of I don't believe you, but yeah. I would say Kick-Ass is, is, the, is the same level of superhero film as Logan is. It's a superhero film that succeeds, or even Chronicle, you know. If yeah, you want to watch a superhero yeah. film, do you go, I want to watch Chronicle? In reality, the thought that comes to your mind is not Chronicle, Kick-Ass, or Logan. You go, I want to watch Spider-Man. I want to watch Iron Man beat someone up for the 15th time. I want to watch Justin. No, maybe but not. But my, my point <laughs> is that if I, if I go, right, I want to watch a superhero film, but not one of the normal ones... To me personally, Chronicle and Kickass are better for that than this. And I know no it's one is going to agree with me on that. I say but... I think it's certainly an argument, but I'm not sure it's one that you're going to win. <laughs> are you conceding today's t- today's unpopular opinion? I'm going to have to because if not, this episode is going to be so long. Woo! And yeah, it's right. two two baby. We brought it back. <laughs> it was been a rough week last week. It was a rough week. <laughs> I got my ass handed to me, and here we are. We're back level pegging. Oh, we're back on the scoreboard. And I'm not feeling confident about the next two weeks either. I don't know. Maybe I might be able to. Oh, I don't know. Actually, look, looking at looking at what we've got for the next few weeks. What we've got planned again next week is a real juicy one. Next week is a real juicy one. Next week, I and think for me, is going to come down to how you word it. <laughs> I think next week is going to be a hard fought battle. I'll mm. be honest. Yeah. Um. And I look forward to to bringing my, oh, I think maybe my my most touchy unpopular opinion to the table. Oh, how exciting! Do you really think that's going to be the your most touchy? I think it's going to upset a lot of people. I'm surprised. I think it's going to upset a lot of people, but either way, that's next week. I I am still absolutely buzzing off of the win of of this. (laughs) Rubbing it in. Uh, Josh and I are level pegging on the leaderboards again. In the meantime, if you want to catch up on any previous podcast or stay connected ahead of our future podcasts, follow us on social media. What are our social medias, Josh? So on Twitter, it's at DisputePod, and on Instagram, it's directorial underscore disputes. And thank you for listening. I'm about to go and have an absolute party. I'm going to go and cry in the corner. And by that, I mean I'm just going to put Logan on again. Bye. Enjoy. (laughs)